Hello and welcome to the Crack Beer Community Podcast. I'm your host Brian, and at this episode of the Industry Spotlight, I'll be joined by Quiva O'Brien, e-commerce and marketing manager at thecrew.ie. The Beer Club initially started life as a homebrew store back in 2009. The next stage of its evolution happened in 2014 when it became a pioneer in the Irish beer scene by offering a full selection of beers that could be ordered online and delivered directly to your door. 2022 sees the next stage in the evolution of the Beer Club in its transition, or glow up, in the words of Quiva herself, to the crew.ie. The Crew is a family-run, Dublin-based business that also owns and operates the Carry Out Tyrrellstown off-license. Quiva looks after a whole range of activities, such as managing their e-commerce website, as well as the day-to-day marketing activities like looking after their social media accounts and engaging with their customers. I sit down with Quiva in Underdog on Chancery Place, Dublin 7, to hear all about her story to date and what her day-to-day looks like. I begin by asking her to introduce herself and to tell us a little bit about her role. So yes, I am Quiva. Um, myself and my family, we run um, the, the beerclub.ie, um, but I, I don't know, can we say spoiler alert? I don't know if this is a real spoiler or not, but I think by the time this podcast comes out, we will be up and running as thecrew.ie, so that is T-H-E-C-R-U.ie. Um, yes, we are an online beer store currently, but come December we will have beer we'll have spirits whiskey cocktails wine gifts the whole shebang so um, yes we're we're making our physical home which is carry out off license in Tyrrellstown Dublin 15 the Blanchardstown area of Dublin and um, we're basically turning that into an online store because we have I feel like a bajillion is, is, is overestimating it a little bit but we have several thousand amazing products that we just have been dying to get up online and sure, no time like 2022 to do it. Okay, amazing. What a way to kick off the podcast, straight in with like the... Virginian, hard yeah. <laughs> straight in with the big news. Uh, brilliant, I love it, I love it. Um, okay, so of uh, the crew.ie then, so what, what do you do there then? What's your, what's your role? So, technically I get to decide my own title. <laughs> Which is great. Nice. Um, so can I go with like just all around sound human? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, no. That's a given. Um, well, thanks. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll add that to my uh, my footer tomorrow. Um, so I suppose technically what what I my my official ish title, air quotes, um, is e-commerce uh, manager. But really, kind of what I do is mostly anything that involves being on the internet don't know why I'm doing air codes again the internet's a real thing um, I'm involved with so I do the you know, managing um, the website I was like I do all the cushy like desk stuff so you know all, all the digital marketing social media it's like if you message us on Instagram or Twitter or email it literally all comes to me so if you actually message all of them they still all come to me and I'm like why have they done this why have they sent me like seven messages <laughs> Um, they, they just really want to talk to me. Like, don't blame me. Um, so yes, so I, I know that sounds quite vague. Cause like, what the hell does an e-commerce person do? They manage a website online. And yeah, but pretty important <laughs> role in terms of making a business run, and uh, in particular over the past couple of years, like. Oh my God, the um, the pandemic was 
absolutely insane. Like, and I know that it was probably insane for everyone. Um, so we had the exact same like type of feelings that like you had and you know the people in here had, but we were also like working seven days a week. Maybe I think there were definitely sixteen-hour days a lot of the time because people who. I don't want to be too mean to them. But they essentially scoffed at the idea of having an online store for, for beer because like, a lot of people want that. Um, and then the pandemic hit and we were lucky enough to be like essentially ready to go. And it was just absolutely just insane. Like there was tripping over beer boxes and cases and just, oh, just madness. And thankfully, um, we yes, the... the Rebrand was was planned for a long time, just with the pandemic, just didn't have the headspace. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, um, you know, we were extremely lucky to be that busy. But now we just have a little bit more. It's like we're not playing whack a mole anymore. So we have we have the time to think about actually what we want, what that will look like, and yeah. So okay, brilliant. Yeah. So it was great. You were you were, I suppose, uniquely placed to capitalise on what happened from. Covid, but you'd, you'd set up well in advance. Um, how, how, how long? How long was it going for? How, how many so years were you running? The the beer club has been up and running since two thousand and nine. So like, I can barely remember. I was still, I was still in college in two thousand and nine, <laughs> like a million years ago. Um, and it originally started its life as um, as uh, oh my god, I've forgotten the words I'm looking for. The um, they were like a um, homebrew type company so the ingredients um, that kind of thing um, and then kind of 2014 that's when the actual kind of oh let's, let's sell beer in it came about um, and it was kind of it ticked along nicely you know nobody wanted to wait a couple of days you know for a beer understandably you generally like you and I when we go into an offie we want to pick up beer and generally consume I don't want to say the majority because that makes us sound like we have a problem a lot of it much of it that evening immediately uh, maybe all of it immediately <laughs> maybe um, and so the, we, were, we were just lucky that we kind of had the infrastructure in place um, to hit the ground running and it literally went from like I don't know two to like 500 overnight it was like you should see you should see our um, our data graphs it's literally just like a, a vertical line <laughs> Um, but again, you know, we were extremely lucky, um, and yes, it was, the rebrand was part was, was planned, but just didn't have time or the headspace to kind of plan it. Um, and who would have thought that creating an online shop takes so much time? Probably everybody. <laughs> they were far less naive than I was. Um, but yeah, no, we're. We're, we're, we're in a great place now and um, I'm actually really sad to lose the name, you know, the beer club, but it's one of those, one, it actually makes it sound like you're joining something um, and actually one of my really good friends, um, I'm going to name her Kate, <laughs> she honestly got thought that you had to like sign up to a membership before you were allowed to buy the beer um, and <laughs> when you say it now you're like, oh, I totally see how she sees that. Um, and it, yeah, it just, the, the name just kind of needed to change, just with, like with Facebook, um, you know, Facebook groups, and yeah, it, it was just it was time just to be a little bit more clear about what we were doing, because um, you know, crew was so much so much clearer. 
Um, but yeah, but that, that's kind of the stage we've gotten to now. Uh, new phase. I, I want to call it. I'm going to call it a, like a glow up. That's what I'm going to call it. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You know Perfect. what a glow up is, right? I do. Yeah. Grand. 100%. All of our listeners 100% know what a glow totally. up is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we've been more fabulous. <laughs> So you, you touched on your day-to-day, it's kind of around the, the marketing side, e-commerce side, you're answering questions, um, like kind of inquiries from people through social media, stuff like that. Um, have you always worked in like, say, sales and marketing side of beer or, or in beer in general or how did you find yourself here? Um, Deptism, <laughs> essentially. Um, so my background is actually in psychology. Um, oh, sorry, and can be a bit more specific, clinical psychology. Um, so I, I worked as a, an assistant psychologist, which is essentially that you don't have your doctorate qualification yet here in Ireland. And then I moved over to the UK to, um, I was working in children's services, um, you know, the, the lovely removing children from families, that kind of very serious stuff. And I got to a point where I was like, why am I even doing this anymore? And I realized it wasn't for myself, my family, because it, because it's a family business, we're looking for someone, I'm going to say young and cool, not that I'm either of those things, um, to come and they were like, you have a Facebook, you understand it. And I was like, okay. Um, to kind of to look after the social media. And it was a perfect time for me to kind of leave psychology and just, you know, kind of buy some time while I decided what I wanted to do. But then I realized, and it was specifically Yellow Belly's Citra Pale Ale that made me go, oh damn, this beer thing is interesting and kind of haven't looked back. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so we touched on what drew you to the industry then. I suppose it was, as you said, it was nepotism. Mm. Um, yes, convenience. Yeah. Convenient nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> so Yellow Belly Citra was like a, a spark or a moment. You're like, wow, yeah. this is absolutely brilliant. But then from there, what, what kept you in the industry? Um, I suppose, one, I think it was something that I found... Um, just like just really interesting like there was so much like obviously with my, with my background in psychology so I'm, I'm a nerd <laughs> I'm such a looking nerd and um, I just the, the trying to kind of understand the actual you know making of beer which if, if I ever say I've made a beer and offer you some don't ever drink it because I'm te- that's not what my skill set is I'm, I'm better at the other end um, that it it's just such a, a fun industry like honestly my experience of the people, the customers, are, is just one that is extremely supportive and friendly and, you know, like, when we met up here today, I was like, here, try this beer. Like, it's almost like a, you know, spreading terrible germs. But it's it's one that's just so, like, hey, like, it doesn't matter if you don't know this, like, you've an interest, just come, I'll, like, I'll help you understand. Um, and I... Kind of, without sounding like I have a massive ego, I feel like I'm in a position to kind of be able to understand that because I came in kind of accidentally and suddenly to extend that hand to be like, hey, do you know what? If you like, you know, if you like the one of the big macro brands that we're not gonna shout out here, um, well then you might like actually this beer that's brewed like down the road from you. Um, so it's almost like I have this like power. Um, and I find that important. And we're a small family business, and I get the ability to support other small family businesses, and that that that's also important. So um, I suppose like kind of just empowering 
is being able to empower others, with, whether it's knowledge or you know stocking them. That's I think that that's one of the things that has kind of kind of kept me here. Which yeah, although I'm pretty sure my family are like, would you just go away? Yeah. Like no, you're stuck with me. Sorry guys, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Um, I think you've already a- answered this. I'm gonna ask you anyway. So, uh, what is it that you love about what you do? So, first of all, my brother would say I'm very bossy. Um, I just like to say it like I'm a good leader. No, I'm bossy, and I get to be bossy not only kind of like well, in work, but also just the industry that we work in is fun. Like alcohol is fun the people are fun and it's possibly because you know after a couple of beers we all just get all like lovely and like no you're the best um but no it, it it is genuinely an industry that is supportive and works well together whether it be somebody reaching out to be like hey like you know do you know do you know like where can i get boxes that work as well as yours or if you're in any of the professional facebook groups people will genuinely help other breweries out and I and in other like in, in to me that's just a very kind and almost wholesome thing and that's one of the things that I just love yeah I get to be bossy and people are nice <laughs> <laughs> this is it exactly like it, it does attract a very a certain type of person doesn't it and everyone's just so open and inclusive like because if you're to look at it the cold light of day like all these breweries they're, they're competitors really but they all help each other out they all give each other a leg up like they all absolutely and and, and it's not even with, within beer like um, you know dis, you know distilleries and, and vineyards and meaderies and everyone is kind of competing for this very likely the same consumer or a, certainly a group of consumers that overlap but rather than being like I'm not talking to you it's like hey let's like make something together so whether you know whether it be you know somebody loaning a, a barrel to eat some beer in um, or actually do you know what here I'll give you a couple of those kegs to just to, to, you know, to do whatever I don't, I, I don't know I'm the wrong person about what actual making happens um, but it, it is it's an industry that that kind of crisscrosses um, and supports each other and it's a oh actually hold on look here I'll give you the number for my distributor if they can't answer they might be able to put you in touch with someone who does and yeah I just think that's really lovely it's I feel like it there's a term for it it's like it's a competition camaraderie co-opetition that's the one damn it <laughs> um, and yeah I, and I have great respect for that I think it's a kind of thing okay then so beer club's gone since 2009 so mm. it's yeah going a good few years, yeah, yeah. So there must be, there must be some, I suppose, plenty of highlights along the way, but there must be some <laughs> lowlights as well. Some, the, some interesting things must have happened. But uh, what have been the highlights to date? Um, some of the highlights definitely include, um, so definitely some like some of the the pros for me are that I, first of all, as a as, as humans, we're all important. But within kind of the industry, sometimes I feel important. Like I'm not. I know no, no, I'm not. I know it's like in my head. But people are like, "Hey, do you want to come to this event?" I'm like, "Yes, please. Thank you." Um, but professionally, I suppose it, it probably comes down to our, like, and I, I know this sounds so cheesy, but our customers, our customers are so lovely. Um, and even when when they're not particularly, you know, something has happened or a disaster, um, people are just so nice. They're just like, do you know what? We understand. There's no stress. Just, 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 just get that sorted when you can. And I, that's just 
so nice and I get to just talk to people who love beer and whether it's education or being a nerd on the phone or email or whatever yeah, so fun. and I get to work with my family who I, I do love you're all very annoying like staring at them um, but no, it, no it, is, it is great it's, it's definitely something that I find very fun I'm sure not everyone would but I do <laughs> then um, the disaster. any disasters along the way Oh God! So I, I, I was actually reflecting on kind of the past couple of years, um, because this is our first Christmas in like two years. Um, that hasn't like we haven't been in lockdown, so it, everything is a little. People are keep asking, so what are you expecting? And we're like, we don't know. But over the the pandemic was probably part of the disaster. And on one hand, we were extremely lucky that you know pubs and restaurants were closed, most retailers were closed. But because we were considered an essential retailer, um, I'm not entirely sure how, but that's why the guards deemed us, um, that we got continued to open and, and um, ship out orders and stuff. One of the most entertaining, uh, looking back, we can call it an entertaining disaster, is the cardboard shortage. Now, as someone who does not work in this industry, you were probably like, there was a cardboard shortage? Yes, yes, there was. Um, and like I'm, I'm one of those I'm now one of these weird people that if me or my housemates get a delivery to the house I need to look at the cardboard I need to see how they were packaged like I'm, I'm like analyzing everything that comes to the door to the point where I should probably be institutionalized because it's a bit weird um, but for I suppose the best way to describe it is a bit like um, because we pack our precious cargo into these things but then we're handing over to someone else who very regularly treats them like a rugby ball <laughs> I have seen I've, they even got the, they even got like the spin on it I swear to God <laughs> that it's, we can kind of consider them the equivalent of like the tyres in your car so the best quality is is like is, is key um, particularly because most of what we do is glass I know um a lot of online stores kind of keep some of their stock reduced to cans because it's, I was going to say it's nearly impossible to explode a can, but it's absolutely not. We've all dropped them or, but yeah, but glass is far more fragile. But yeah, definitely the cardboard, short, cardboard shortage was probably one of the most insane disasters because it, it's also a bit like the toilet roll in your house. You don't know, it's like, it's, it's like, you know when someone's in charge of buying the Lee roll and then they forget and then suddenly you're like, oh my God, what do we do? That's kind of what happened to us. And not just us, other people. And we were all like, ah! Um, we can't, we literally couldn't sell anything for like three weeks until we got a cardboard. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, what can you do? You can't wrap it up in bubble wrap and hope for the best. <laughs> so looking back, it was very funny. At the time, I think I probably cried, but you know, it's fine now because it's funny. It's one of those things, it's the most like inane or mundane products and then you're like saying that the absolute carnage it can cause when, it, when, it, when, it, when it's not available. Yeah, because you know, if you order stuff, whether it be from, yeah, I don't know, Amazon to help them, no, no, I use them myself, um, like whether it be them or like buying from us yeah, at the beer club, aka the crew, um, or any of our competitors, you're, the first thing you do is take things out of the box and get rid of the box. Whereas we're like, it's all about the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like a raccoon outside people's houses looking for the cardboard and like... <laughs> oh, I, the 
was there was uh, a few. Actually, there was one lovely lady who who said, "I actually should. I haven't even um, like crushed or put your boxes into the um, recycle bin yet. So if you want to come collect them, like you just take them all back." And I think she was in Cork, so there was no way I was going to go down to get them. But yeah. the offer was so kind. The sentiment. Like, Thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, definitely cardboard is the bane. And I don't know if you've ever had a cardboard uh, like cut. Oh yeah, I have actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're man. they're miserable. Like paper cuts, but so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I don't do that bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as we move on. Let's say we look at the sales and marketing side of it. Um, would you have any advice for anyone who might be looking at getting into the industry themselves or, or looking at trying to get their, their foot in the door somewhere? Um, well, so first, with if, if somebody's looking to do something within the alcohol industry, absolutely see if you can reach out to um, whether it be a brewery or like a distributor or like a retailer um, because again my experience is that we all try and help each other and we're quite supportive the kind of the sales and marketing first of all I think I'm, I'm terrible at sales if anyone asked me to sell something I'd be like you don't have to buy it like it's fine <laughs> um, the marketing though definitely I um, I kind of you know nepotism I kind of fell into it but then I did do a qualification just to um, just kind of like to make me feel like I wasn't just making it up as I go along um, but definitely like I know that a lot of the local enterprise offices they do training for particularly like small businesses but um, that's definitely something to look, actually the local enterprise office anyone in general if you're a small business or looking to go that way link in with them because they're brilliant um, but yeah otherwise just even just volunteer services or volunteer to look after a social media account although don't take what people say personally because <laughs> it breaks your soul sometimes <laughs> um, but yeah I think in general people are a lot more supportive of each other than maybe we give ourselves we maybe all just spend way too much time on the internet we're all horrible but in general I think we're far more supportive and yeah. So yeah. It's much harder to be mean to someone's face, isn't it? Like, exactly. Yeah. Even you do like the super sad like cat eye or the dog eyes. You're like, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other than a, a thick skin, then what other what other attributes do you think would would someone need to do the kind of role that I do? I definitely think that you need to be totally fine with things not going to plan. And I think that's more of something, more of a skill that I've kind of acquired. So I don't know if they're necessarily skill sets as more, or sorry, more of like a, um, like a maybe a state of mind. Mindset. Or yeah, a, mindset. Yeah, yeah, philosophy or something yes. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely being okay with things, you know, kind of going with the flow or, you know, somebody is looking for a big corporate order and the thing you had planned for the rest of the week is now scuppered because you have this is the priority um definitely kind of being okay with that or you know the person who is hosting the podcast is running late because the darts are mean i'd be like no it's fine because like just be just accepting like okay whatever i don't know what you're talking about no, no idea <laughs> he was available late it's totally fine um <laughs> So definitely kind of that mindset but also being open to other people's ideas like I'm definitely like there's definitely days where I like I can't see the wood for the trees and somebody comes comes up with a suggestion and I'm like, oh my God, that's brilliant why haven't I done that yet um 
So basically, just like be infallible, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really an answer, but um, yeah, just definitely uh, a will. I think a willingness to just get stuck in, and you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but thank God for YouTube and you know the big tech companies. Although I know they're all they all seem like they're on fire at the moment, but a lot of them they have amazing like supports, and you can reach out to people. And they've so much training, so all that kind of thing. It's it's a it's okay if I don't know what I'm doing because I can ask and that's fine. Yeah, well, I think that's, yeah. that's absolutely spot on. Like, and it's more again the mindset, the uh, the willingness to learn and get get stuck in, and there's not real less of a reliance on formal qualifications or anything like that. It's more just yeah. like willing to to, yeah. to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Because technically, my formal qualifications um, are all in psychology. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, I do also, I, but I do also have one in digital marketing. But that came that was. That was a more recent thing versus uh, just getting stuck in. It, it was more, yeah, more about confidence. Actually, I do know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Then, as we start to, to wrap up, then we're going to look at future plans, um, maybe both for yourself personally and then for uh, for the crew, uh, which we'll, we'll touch on a bit more as well. So, so what's coming down the line? Well, so first of all, to any of our customers who know us as the Beer Club Apart from a very fancy new looking website, which I'm super proud of because everyone worked really hard to get there. Nothing is really massively different. But, um, so at the moment we have a craft beer advent calendar, which I'm pretty sure there's only like three or four left at the time of recording. So who knows? Get on it, people. Yeah, yeah, get on it. Um, There's possibly more coming depending on how many box lids we have left. There's cardboard. I I guess it's literally cardboard. (laughs) Um, our sorry, yes, we have our advent calendar. We have our monthly craft beer subscriptions, um, but the plans for the crew definitely will include part of my goal for next year. So if I say it out loud, does it make it real? Yes. Oh God, no! I'm going to be held to this now. The goal for December 2023 is to have a whiskey advent calendar. Like it's obviously not full bottles because that would be so expensive. <laughs> But maybe kind of smaller samples, cool. um, and potentially doing some sort of regular kind of um, delivery of new whiskies to people. That that's kind of my plan for next year. So I really need to get onto my whiskey knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Oh no! I have to, does that mean I just have to sit around and drink whiskey? Oh no! I think it does. Terrible. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> gonna have to do a new podcast now. Got a whiskey one yeah, going. Just, just for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, the monthly subscription boxes then, how do they work? Um, sorry, that, that's really fair. because I, I just assume that everyone has the same knowledge I do. Um, so at the moment we have a fixed term ones. So a bit like, um, you know, if you sign up for your Disney Plus for a year. So you sign up for a fixed amount of time. So we have three, six or 12 months. Um, and you can choose whether or not you get four beers, eight beers or 12 beers. Um, and you pay up front and then my job is to keep track of all of that and send you the most delicious beers that I can get my hands on throughout whatever the time period is. So there, can, can I, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler because the crack beer community have done the amazing, and look it's honestly delicious, it's Pulse, it's called Pulse isn't it? Um, it's, and it's a, an extra stout. It is, Irish extra stout. And it is going into our December subscription box. So I choose the beers because I have, I have obviously great taste. 
Um, I don't know if I do. Um, and yes, get to send them out to people so they don't have to think about what they want and they get to try things that they maybe wouldn't have tried before. I'd like to thank Quiva for taking the time to join us and I'd like to thank you for listening. Both Quiva's personality and passion shines through in our chat and you can tell that she's simply made for the job. Quiva has also very generously provided a 5 euro discount code for the crew.ie for all of our listeners. You can redeem it by using the code CRACKBEERCREW at the checkout. It can be used on any items on the site, including advent calendars if there are any left. The beer community in Ireland is an amazing space full of so many fantastic people. At Crack, we aim to champion independent brewers and everyone else involved in the independent beer scene and support them as best we can. If you'd like to learn more about Crack, you can get involved in the beery discussion at crack-beer-community.ie. It's free to join and always will be. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Crack Community, and on Instagram, at Crack Beer Community. Crack is entirely self-funded. If you'd like to support us in what we do, please keep an eye out for our Community Brew Project beers. All proceeds from these beers will go towards funding crack activities such as our member platform, our in-person events and this podcast. In picking up some of these beers, you'll be supporting a fantastic independent Irish brewery and retailer, help keep crack ticking over and you'll have a delicious beer to enjoy. It's a win all round. As a final note, if you enjoyed the podcast, then please feel free to rate it and also subscribe to stay up to date with all of our new releases. So that's it for now. Thanks again for listening and sláinte.